JHK here in Seoul, not even really in Seoul, we're outside of Seoul about I think what 10 minutes, 15 minutes outside of Seoul in Kimpo and uh, Sasha he's about to fight tomorrow night and he just weighed in. Uh, we got Aroto Minya, UFC middle uh, welterweight, right? he's chilling, his coach from Hong Kong, they're both from Hong Kong. Um, you guys just watched the fights, you know, UFC 238, right? What do yep. you think about the main event, man? Like, Cejudo, did you believe that he was going to take that fight? Yeah, to be honest, for me, it's a very tricky question because uh, I know Cejudo personally, but at the same time, I'm Brazilian, so he fighting as a Brazilian was, that wasn't a very particular situation, you know, but I know the, cap the capacity of both, but I knew, like, uh, the chances for, for Moraes was about, more about the first, second round, about his power, but Cerudo uh, did a great job, like a, like a dealing with the punch and put like a, such such a rhythm, and then like a, I don't know, I'm not gonna say gas out Morais, but he 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 put his he, he pace, and then he, he get the W, so really really good fight. Yeah, I mean Cerudo uh, is obviously a beast, you know, gold medal Olympian, super athlete, um, and it seems like every fight I watch him, he just keeps getting better and better. Uh, someone like Marias, who's a killer, what he's been doing. To be honest with you, if I was a betting man, I probably would have put it on Marias. Honestly, bigger guy, stronger guy. But, but Cejudo definitely, um, he's the best, man, in my opinion. Doing something like that, beating DJ and then TJ and then now Marias, I think um, you can cement him as one of the greatest combat athletes ever. Um, even though he's cringe as fuck, but to be honest with you, I'm happy for the guy. I think he deserves it. I've met his coach in Vegas, super nice guy, super high-level wrestler. Um, yeah, the guy deserves it, and um, all the credit to him. It was a great fight. You you remember, like, a couple years back, he was missing weight. Yeah. You know, when he first got into the UFC, everybody was, like, doubting him, like, you know, where is he going to fight? Is he going to fight a flyweight? If he goes to bantamweight? weight? He probably won't be able to compete. I think he fought like once or twice at Bantamweight. Yeah, he didn't yeah, do yeah. very well. Yes, yes it's correct. crazy to see like correct. what can happen to you. And I think it has to do with a lot with that uh, company that he's working with, Neuroforce One. Neuroforce. Yeah, I follow that. Countdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've been we've been checking like uh, the, his method of training right now is really really changing. The game changer for sure. His body has changed too. Like yeah. he's yeah he's lean. He's yeah. strong. He, Karate body, you know, like it's just sliced and diced, right? It's crazy yeah. looking now. Yeah. And his chin, I think his chin is even better. Maybe because it is Bamway, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. his chin seems like it's much better. Um, but the, what does it say about him? Like, DJ, does it seem like it shows how good DJ is? Or, I don't know, because you know, what did you think about their fight though? Like, did you think DJ lost the fight against Suhudo? Yeah, I mean, when when we like a uh, when you check like DJ like a background, I mean like he been so dominant for so many years, it's already make us like a little biased about it. You know what I mean? To someone to to beat him, must like a beat Link like like a like a knock him out technically, right? Basically, but it was a really tight was a really tough fight, like very close from my from my point of view, you know. So it could go either way, but. I don't know if it's like a, I don't know if it was a UFC more willing to like a, to explore like a new champ and give a new opportunity and everything, but we know UFC have no no control on the judges, but UFC might like it this this whole new change in this new like a. I mean, oh, definitely. They, I think they would like. Yeah, they, they would, would want yeah, the change yeah, yeah. because, in a way, they know that Suhudo will, will chase these fights. Yes. 
like he'll take the fights. True. And I think DJ turned down all those fights. True. That's you know, it might not come point. out, you know, to the public, but I think he turned them down. He says, that, you know, you gotta pay me money, mm-hmm. and Suhudo doesn't care about that. It seems like. True. He probably has enough money. He's more about the legacy. Yeah, he's more yeah. about the legacy, and and with like as a fan. You just gotta respect yeah, Sudo gotta, much more, you know, yeah. that he went and chased, and he's got, he's king of two divisions now. Listen, yeah, that's insane. And an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, he'll let you know that, right? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah and uh, we had we had before like a world champions BJJ world champions, but and hold the belt in UFC as well. But we know Olympics is another is another level, it's another dimension. Right? So and then to be like a world UFC world, cha- world champion and like a Olympic Olympic champions like for very few people. Maybe he'll be the, the, the only one. What do you think is the repercussions of him winning? Do you think that the flyweight division is finished? Because he looked good as a bantamweight. Like he took shots from Marlon and just kept going forward like it was nothing, you know. So yeah, unfortunately, I think is the is the end. The one twenty five. Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna probably veto it and let one dominate that. But to be honest with you, I would love to see DJ and Cejudo run it back. Mm-hmm. You know, even at one thirty five or one twenty five. I don't think either either at this moment. I'm sure DJ would would probably accept that because it's a big money fight. Um, don't know how it would work. Obviously, contractual uh, obligations and stuff. I think it's really hard to make a step back right now. Only promotion that's doing it is Ryzen. Mm-hmm. True, with Bellator, right? Yeah, with Bellator. They kind of Which yeah. I like. I like and that. And Gucci's going to fight, I think, next week or the Caldwell, week after. Right? He's going to fight Caldwell rematch. Rematch, right. Yeah. And, and it's for the Bellator belt, which is pretty insane. He holds the mm-hmm. Ryzen belt. Ryzen. And now he's going to go rematch for the Bellator belt. He wins that belt. Yeah. He, he, Gucci's in the in the running too. Yeah. Because you know, he's at he's kind of at that weight too, like 125, 125, yeah, yeah. right? And he was very good. He only lost what one time in the UFC. Yeah, I to think? DJ. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's a killer. With one second left, I think, in the armbar. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a crazy oh fight too. Yeah. <laughs> that like takedown to armbar. And Suhudo's like his like stance and his striking style has kind of transformed into kind of like. Horiguchi's yeah, karate. style, karate yeah. style. If you look at kind of like jumping back and forth, I don't know, man. It's just it's, it's crazy to see like what it, what what how a, a fighter's life can change within a, a span of two years. That's you know, true. It's it's good. It's good for for all of us. Even for me, I come I come from a defeat, so you have to be reinventing your career every time in your camp and. In, find new tools, you know, so it, I, I, I really appreciate like when I see like a, a fighters get like a, his career and like just like a flip like a completely, you know, that's very inspirational. Oh definitely, I think it's inspirational for everybody. Now let's go to the Coleman event, Valentino and Shevchenko, man, that Animal. was mismatch. vicious, right? Animal. Vicious. I don't know, I don't know if it was a mismatch, I don't know, it was so I think different. every fight for... Uh, Valentina is a mismatch for their opponent. There's just no one on her level. Yeah. I just don't see it. Man, I've seen her. I've seen her training at Tiger. Her and her sister. Oh, they're beasts. You know, they've been in this game since they were five. Like they're kids. You know, so you know someone like Jessica I. You know, picked up MMA later on in life. It's just different levels, man. And you can see it. You know, if you see the breakdown of that fight, she's working her body. Drop the hand. Wow, head kick. You know, 
So it's like it's like kickboxing 101, and um, it was a perfect display. It was beautiful, and especially in the women division, you don't see beautiful knockouts usually. So when you do see something like that, you have to respect that and appreciate uh, the level that she's at. You know, because I honestly think there are some guys that she could mess up. Well, when I was a tiger, like maybe two years ago, three years ago, I was just visiting, just checking it out, you know, and talking to the fighters and stuff. Yeah. And uh, her sister was there, Antonina, right? And she was training. Valentina wasn't there. I think yeah. she was getting ready for a fight somewhere else. Yeah. And her sister and her mother was there. And I remember people telling me that even guys don't want to spar. Yeah, yeah. If it's straight striking, yeah, even guys don't want to spar yeah. Antonina. You know her sister. She's a beast. You they know? both are. And I was like, "What for real?" Yeah, I heard. I heard you said about. I heard about this from from Dracolino, my BJJ coach. He's a he's a head coach at Gracefire, uh, Texas, in Houston. So Valentina spent some time training jiu-jitsu over there and uh, doing part of her, her camp over there. So she he, he told me that he don't like it. even guys that some concern about sparring. Imagine. she throw. She got a box full of tricks. Yeah. You know, she got everything. Like literally, that she got everything. So if you're like a lower level fighter and, and you're moving around with her, you're gonna be getting some trouble. You know. So yeah, no, she's gonna be. Uh, she's one of those that I can see holding onto the belt for as long as she wants. Like even Amanda Nunes, man. Like she, that she, in my opinion, won that fight. And yeah. Amanda Nunes, look what she did to Cyborg. Yeah. True. So it yeah. just shows you how how technical she yeah. is in her striking. Or she knows everything about the striking game, and her her game is almost damn near flawless. Yeah, right? female, female individuals like the last two years, they they evolved so much. Yeah. And you look back in the day, like we have a two or three, we have a Ronda considered like a striker putting people down, and then you see today, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Valentina getting the takedown in the first round. You know, Jessica, I was saying the whole time the countdown, she's like, um, it's no secret, I'm gonna go in there and wrestle. Yeah. And no, then she gets oh, Val Valentina, uh, Valentina, she's a black belt judo yeah. as well. So yeah, she got beautiful throws. Yeah, sometimes play different. Like when someone attack wrestling and defend wrestling, we kind of uh, know what's coming after. Come on this pro and come running around and then, so, but when you, you are, you're working like with the wizard grip and stuff, so judo, because sometimes, they can do in a special way for against wrestlers. Yeah. When you guys, it seems like in women's MMA, the judo throws are more effective. Yeah. You know the the headlock. You know how they grab the headlock and they yeah, toss yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Is that a judo throw? Yeah, it's judo throw. Right. Judo throw. It is right. Why we is it more? We also have this in wrestling as well. But I think is that I think more concentrating the core strength. Like a man's can go like a, like a, so and. In regards of like yeah, the rates of like a weight plus power, like I mean against versus power, like a girls can be a little bit more technical in regards of getting the momentum and the lighter and everything. But with the guys, it's really tough. And we saw a couple of mistakes, like uh, for example, Alexander Gustafsson, he tried to do like a, yeah. a, a hip throw or so, and he was out of balance. He ended up exposing his back, and then and we saw what happened like two weeks ago, right? So sometimes you have to make a very very precise decisions on which kind of uh, judo throws you, you want to apply to, you know. So expose your back too much and like try to bring your torso, it's sometimes it's not ideal. Now, you know? I want to move on to what you guys are doing in Hong Kong, you know, because, you know, we're in Asia, you know, yep. and like, I might interview fighters from like, pretty much all over the damn world, but, you know, I like to focus on Asia and kind of get, you know, the spotlight, you know, and the kids out there, you know. <laughs> Fighting, they're fighting out there this morning. 
the next uh, round, the next gen, yeah, next, the generation. next generation. But you guys are kind of building Hong Kong right now, you know what I mean? Because who has come, you know, before in Hong Kong? Not many, not many, right? And now you guys are kind of um, establishing yourself because you do have, you guys have names now, you know what I mean? Or in the, and you guys are still building yourselves up. And uh, talk about your gym, you know, like, like what are you guys doing there? Like, how many more fighters do you have? Yeah, so uh, I think it's before we, we go for what we have right now, we have to step back a little five, seven years ago. Uh, that was my first, like, uh, like uh, arriving and uh, very fresh in Hong Kong in 2012. You know, I came for uh, like a big project, uh, like a big gym. Pretty much the same standards of the gym we're working today, but like, way bigger size wise. In Hong Kong, we know for martial arts, you need size, and then Hong Kong, one of the most expensive square feet in the planet. You know, it's, that equation plays a lot, like how the whole sport can develop in like in five years. You know, so but back in the day, in 2012, uh, I've been invited to, to come to 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 Hong Kong to take over like a, the, this project in regards of martial arts. The gym was like a huge facility, five six black belts, you know, and then um, was very was very important that moment. But at that time. MMA was like nobody knows about MMA. You know what I mean, we knew we knew had some we have some MMA fighters or from overseas and then but from like for guys from like Sasha like from Hong Kong, it was like a pretty like inexistent like that, that, that you cannot see it, you know. So the gym been away for been in, in the in the in the in the in the marketing for like five years or so. They they closed like a two years. Ago. Years ago, yeah, you know, but uh, bef even before they closed, they br they brought their attention for like, hey, let's develop like martial arts here. I'm not talking about the traditional martial arts like uh, kung fu and uh, taekwondo and karate. I don't talk about that. I talk about like uh, the new breed. Like uh, Hong Kong is a very well known from like a lot of uh, Muay Thai gyms. People doing like a cardio classes and just to, to burn weight and then, or to cut weight and then burn calories, you know. But like. Uh, like a, a fight gym orientated is like very very rare. So uh, I, I, le I left Hong Kong in 2016 after after my fight with Mike Pyle, which was like a was a good good time, it was a good momentum for everything. And I tried to explore myself in California. So when I came back like five six months ago, actually just before like a Sasha's fight the previous time, and then right now we can see the difference between when I came the first time in 2012 and right now. So people more much more like uh, aware of like uh, MMA. They follow up. You, you pass by like a Soho sometimes, and you see like people in the sport bars, and they some people watching rugby, and the other other TVs uh, have a UFC. That's really nice. So we really like invest right now in the new talents. Uh, we, we train a couple of guys in the in the intermediate level, not even Sasha's level yet. The intermediate like between amateur to professional, Sasha's professional, ready to go. You know. And then we really, we, we have to be patient at the same time. Maturation time, and they have to get mature. And then, but I believe in like a, one or two years from now, we're gonna, we're gonna have a big bone in Hong Kong. I'm very happy. Sorry guys. Uh, I get very, I get very excited with the, the new of like a Shanghai, we're gonna be holding, hosting like the UFC Performance Institute. Going to bring a lot of fighters over there, so it's going to bring attention to Asia. I think they finally realize the potential of Asia. 
Wow, that's you make a good point right there. Yeah, with your connection with the UFC. Yeah, and you could go to the institute. It opens yeah, yeah, this yeah. month, right? Yeah, they opened this month. And it's how, how long is the flight from Hong Kong? It's like two, three hours, two hours, three hours. Three hours. Yeah. That's two and a half. It's not and like then, here. It's coming great. And then so, you and I heard a lot of guys when they go to Vegas, they take their guys with them. You know, yeah. that are in their so gym. I already considered to bring my my camp, my whole camp here. Mm-hmm. If we if we have these facilities like at the same level, but. Vegas. Oh, that's a big opportunity right there. Yeah, definitely, yes. All that technology. Yeah, it's but, crazy. But what about your guys' gym, you know? What are you guys... Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about so much. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So, yeah, hybrid, like, it brought me back. And then, like, when I when I came, when I arrived here, Sasha was already there. So, for the people who don't know, I, I, I met Sasha back in the day, 2012. I was just a kid, <laughs> you know? And then this guy like grow so much like in martial arts perspective, investing himself, going to Florida, came back and then like believe in Hong Kong, so do I. So I, I came back for this project. I didn't came back for like working a, only a fit, in fitness environment. I came back to like a, to invest in martial arts. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people in California already packed. They already have like a great coaches. In Brazil, same thing. But I believe since I left Hong Kong, I felt that 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 I had that feeling of like uh, I have un- business, I have to finish some business in Hong Kong, which was like a develop and help people to to, to grow in martial arts in the mixed martial arts, especially. So the gym is, is great, facilities like in the center of Hong Kong is very it's very friendly environment. You know, like uh, we have a very good cross training in regards of like a, have a great people for condition training, have a great guys for Muay Thai boxing. So we, we cross training basically, you know what I mean? So it's it's really really excited to work in a place which is like a have the vision with us because I believe Sasha's believe as well. Sasha's is, is the is the, the project is a, is a prototype of of Hong Kong, you know, just to show people like are we really capable to do it, you know. I have another guys like from Hong Kong as well, like uh, Andy Andy Tang. He just uh, signed like with. He just signed with uh, just MMA. Just MMA. Twenty right. years old. The guy is like on fire. Like a very hard work. You know. Very hard work. Very hard work guy. So watch out. He's coming as well. There's one more guy is coming. Mm-hmm. Who is the who who is part of the coaching staff there? Of course you are. But then who else is there? Yeah. So uh, myself, I'm the head coach of uh, of uh, hybrid. Uh, Sasha has hold, hold some classes as well, boxing and hybrid striking. We try to bring like a. A uh, better approaching for MMA style of striking, not just like Muay Thai or not just boxing. We try to literally like we go through the name of the gym. Uh, we're gonna have to be hybrid. We have to be mixing up everything. You know, we have a, a Viking as well, which was like a very high level, like a BJJ black belt, just competed in Abu Dhabi and just finished the Mundial in California as well. You know, so we are we have very very strong team behind. And we have more people to come, so but we have to understand like the gym is just six months right now. We're gonna take a time to recruit people and then put the best in Hong Kong ever see, for sure. Sasha, I know you were there, you know, while Arboto was there, and then you left too, right? Mm-hmm. For a little while. Where did you go? I went to Florida. I moved. Uh, well, Black Zillions, right? Yes, I was okay. training in, in with the Black. So basically, as a kid, uh, you know, a lot of those fighters like Tyrone Spong, Rashad Evans. Overeem, all those guys I, I grew up watching as a teenager, you know, fanboy on them. And I always thought, as I was going through the amateur ranks and I was thinking if, if this was what I wanted to do as a professional, I needed to test myself. Being in Hong Kong is a great place, 
you know, you have people that are just as keen, that are willing to work hard, but I wanted to test myself against the best. You know, there's only one way to know if you're really capable and you have to test yourself. So, uh, you know, I lived in Montreal and upstate New York is too cold. So I was like, man, I need to go somewhere where it's sunny all year round. Florida sounded good. Black Zillion sounded good. Man, at that time, they had the Ultimate Fighter. If you remember the Ultimate Fighter, Black Zillions versus ATT. Oh, so you were that? I was there at that time when it was on air. So they just finished filming. So it was the summer and they were airing it. And to be honest with you, I, I got his advice and he was pushing me a little bit towards ATT because he has some close friends there as well. So I was thinking, yeah, maybe ATT, you know, great, great gym in itself. But um, they just have so many fighters there. And a guy like myself, I'm a nobody. And uh, coming in there and, and requiring some kind of attention, it either cost a lot or I just wouldn't be able to get it. So with the Black Zillions, there's a smaller group of guys, but a bunch of killers. And, um, and when I say smaller, we're looking at like 30, 40 guys on the mats. ATT's got like 100 plus. So... It wasn't too hard to make that decision, and going over there, you know, I showed up, no one cared who I was. They were just like, yeah, whatever, you know. Come in, get my sparring, get beat up. If I keep coming back, then they start to get gain that respect. And, you know, I went in my first day and just thought, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going against killers. I'm, I'm watching guys physically on UFC fighting. Kamara Usman was a, was a training partner I worked with. You know, all kinds of big names. And, and to me, it was like a bit of, you know, I was a bit starstruck, but at the same time, I was like, man, I gotta prove myself, you know. I gotta, I gotta make sure I can hang with these boys, and you know, they made me, they made me, uh, they made me motivated to keep coming back because they work hard, and that stuff's contagious, you know. They're in there grinding every day, twice a day, three times a day. So I'm like, wow, like it's my university. This is how I'm learning in Hong Kong. Like, you know, you train before work and you train after work because people are working. It's not a full time job. So going to the states and being around that atmosphere, I really learned a lot, and um, and I, I matured as a fighter, as a person, you know, going through ups and downs, injuries, and. It was great, and uh, and then coming back to Hong Kong, which is my home, uh, I've always wanted to represent Hong Kong. I wanted to represent Hong Kong in boxing. I wanted to, and it, politically, it just wasn't able to be done. Um, but MMA, it's a new, it's a new niche that hasn't been touched by Hong Kong. And the last people that you can say that you can reference to MMA is Bruce Lee, and he's a hero. He's a legend of mine. So if I can come in to Hong Kong and put Hong Kong on the map as an MMA city, or at least say like, look. This is a homegrown talent that's been... I started karate in Hong Kong at the age of five. You know, I've been a lifelong martial artist. So to be able to say, like, I represent this city, you know, and this is my home, and, and I'm able to put results and show people that I'm a serious threat, it, it, it's nothing better feeling, you know. Like, I can go to the States, and I'll be a small little fish in a huge pond. But in Hong Kong, I'm the big fish, and, like, this is my, my time here this weekend to be Hong Kong's first ever champion. So it's perfect, you know. The, the, the past year has just been, like been perfect in terms of timing of fights timing of gym and coaches and you know it, who would have thought like this is my, one of my best friends and like we met in 2012 and then now he's back again it's like deja vu so we worked together as an amateur and i was a big part of him getting ready for fights and all of that was a growing process for me because i had this guy was an undefeated uh welterweight so i learned so much from him in that period of time and then we both at the kind of the same time went our separate ways did what we did and now we're back again so life works like a circle right it's it, and it's full circle and i really believe like with the gym and the people that we have in the gym and the the vibe and the positivity that's around it only good things can come from it and people are starting to see like oh wow like you know they're doing good they're doing good things you know i, I was just in the newspaper the other day and people are starting to now hear about us and and, and there's no other way to really get your name out except to win and to, and to do well and um and that's what we're here doing and I, I'm, I'm really excited to just be able to put Hong Kong, wear Hong Kong on my hat, hold the flag, and just let people know, like, this is my place. This is my, where I grew up. I don't know anywhere else, you know? So, um, 
Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing. Yeah, it, you know, it's kind of funny is that, you know, when you think of Hong Kong and you look at him, you don't think of Hong Kong. Right. You, know? <laughs> you know, you think of like, where is this guy from? Yeah, so, sometimes I comment with my friends in California from King's MMA and say, oh, yeah, I trained this guy here from Hong Kong. And then they see the picture say, oh, where's the guy? Hong Kong? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though. Yeah. yeah, it's great that you guys can, you know, like you guys were with each other in 2012 and then you went your separate ways. You went mm -hmm. to California. He, he went to... Oh, basically to the basically, same country, but yeah, on the, other side of the, yeah, coast, on the coast. East Coast, and then you guys come back with all that knowledge and experience, and now you're just spreading it in into Hong Kong, and the, like that 20 year old guy that you were talking about, what's his name again? Uh, Andy Tang. Andy Tang. Yeah, he's a. I gotta cat. remember him. You know, he's I gotta remember. Cat. I gotta get him on. Yeah. You know, I gotta talk to him. He, he'll probably be fighting in Korea in a, in a, in a year or two. Yeah, you never know. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's 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 great to see that you guys are there investing. You know, that's I think that's what's missing from a lot of uh, Asian countries is that they don't invest from outside. True. They're just trying to keep their little tight little knit, you know group, mm -hmm. and that's it. And, yeah. and you to expand to get better, you need to have somebody come in and give you new looks, or even just leave and and see, you yeah, know, and learn. experience and learn, and then come back. Yeah. And um, I think once you guys start get going. And then people start seeing that, and then they'll just kind of like emulate that, you know, themselves, yeah. which is going to be very important. But you know, now you see a lot of people now; they're going to Thailand because a lot of people from the states and Brazil, they're all in Thailand now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go down, to, like I was in Thailand a couple months ago in Phuket and uh, uh, Phuket Fight Club. You know, they're the guy that runs Phuket Fight Club, Leo Elias. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's he's Brazilian guy, right? And he coaches all the Thai guys. He speaks Thai, you know. He coaches all the Brazilian guys that are yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. Thailand. There's so many Brazilian guys. And he was down there coaching uh, Douglas Lima when I was there. Douglas Lima, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, there's some legit people out yeah, here, yeah. you know, working in Asia. Phuket right? specifically became like a destination for MMA, right? I was yeah. living there last year, you know. Yeah, you were down there. You know yeah. a lot of people that I know yeah, down there, right? Yeah, so. I was there for seven months. And, like, uh, it's a great place to be, especially for a fighter, because cost of living is much less than back home, most likely. And men. You saw, I can give you, you know, Roundtree, Khalil, I mean, he's a perfect example. He came off of a bad loss, he went to Thailand, and he's like, look, I want to sure up my, my Muay Thai. And he went out and fought his last fight like a, like he fought 300 fights in Muay Thai. It was crazy. And there are so many talented individuals in this world that can pick things up quickly, but they just need to be exposed to it, you know? And there's no other way to do that than to go, get out of your comfort zone, get out of your house, get out of your you know, friends, family, and just go take two months off. Go do something that's going to make you feel uncomfortable. And then you uncomfortable for a week, and then you're going to love it. Um, Khalil's now contemplating living there, you know? So it's like, it's just one of those things that people are scared to take the leap, you know? And, and, and if you don't take it, you're never going to know if you can do it. So, you know, like you said, like you were saying, like development in Asia, you got to open your mind. You can't be closed-minded, especially in mixed martial arts. It's like the most creative sport in my mind. You, in my mind, it is the most creative sport. There is no fixed way to be a champion or there's no fixed way of being successful in it. You have to do everything out of the box to just be that little bit better because everyone knows what a jab cross is, everyone knows what a kick is. You gotta add little elements that make you different and um, and you can't do that unless you go looking for it. So yeah, I mean Asia, you can already see man, Asia's starting to boom. Like it's starting to boost, a lot of promotions are coming, a lot of fighters are starting to make names for themselves in the UFC and other promotions like you said with Ryzen. Man, the future is good for Asian MMA, and I'm just really excited to be, even if we're just like 1% of it, it, it's exciting to just be involved, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it's weird to say that Asian MMA is booming because it, it's the beginning of martial arts, basically, yeah. right? It's here, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. we're living here, but it's, I guess it's a resurgence. 
you can yeah. say in a way. Yeah. And you know what's great is that all people from all around the world are coming here to kind of be a part of the resurgence. Thank you. <laughs> Forgot that. <laughs> yeah, um, I need that. Now, Alberto, you know, a lot of people are probably wondering about you, you know, your status. Let's go back to, uh, I think it was UFC 236. Which one? The one that My they announced one? the fight that oh you had but you didn't have yeah, yeah correct, 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 right yeah. with Wally Alves they announced the fight yes tell the story of like what happened like how did you find out about the fight? well I think it's a, a common sense among like not only only Brazilians but uh, like every fight community is like uh, if you have someone close to you or someone like from your country from the same roots and everything you're gonna avoid as much as you can. Right, correct. So one beautiful day, I just wake up like 5 a.m. to do my job, to work, simple, simple, normal life. And then I, I saw a text from my brother in, back in Brazil, like, "Oh, congratulations!" But you should tell me. I'm like, <laughs> "Tell me about what?" Uh, basically, they just announced my fight against Valerio Alves, which is a guy who I, I, I respect and I like a lot. And then, from my point of view, I don't see I don't see a reason why. Two guys, which is, even know each other, like uh, if they are not in the top ten, they, if not like a fighting for ranking or anything, you, if you're like in the middle of the on, on, on the board, and then like fight each other for no reason. Yeah, if you had like a, some altercation or something like a gym against gym, and you have some oh, uh, let me put my water weight against your water weight. If coming from the coach was common sense, I understand that. I couldn't understand that. But I just saw that announced, like, and then they announced officially, like, uh, using, like, a make it, they made one, like, a, uh, like, a graphic card, and then, like, uh, volley of, uh, against Mina. And then I was, like, so weird, because I contacted my manager, say, hey, what's going on? <laughs> so, and then from him, nothing came, nothing came from my manager, say, wow, that's weird, though. If they have the intention to fight me, it's all right, then, I understand, but the fight was already announced. And then I had to, I had to come publicly. I don't, I don't. I'm, these days, I'm not using too much like a, a social media. I mean, maybe because I'm not in the tune for fight. I, I believe I cannot be living by the credits of what I did in the past, like two, three years ago. If I'm not doing it right now, so I, yeah, I did like a very amazing like a knockout like by, via fly knee. You know, it, there was a very highlight of my career but I cannot be like posting the same thing like uh, for the next three years right I think it's quite silly. Flashback Friday or something. Like Friday, every TBT is just a different angle. So I'm avoid I'm avoid do this kind of thing in, in social media. I just try to show my, my normal my normal day working teaching kids teaching adults and then going around you know I'm not using, using that much but I had to come like officially make my statement my notes like uh, what's going on, what's happening, you know what I mean? So I'm going to avoid fight another Brazilian, another compatriot, as much as I can. But of course, if you get in the point at the, at the peak of like the top 10 or something, it, it's, 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 he's just in between my, myself and my dream, so I have to take him up, you know? But I, had, I see no reason for that. So I they make my statement, like uh, I would love to fight as uh, soon, uh, soon as possible, but I have no plans to fight in Rio again for the whole technical issues for me, the logistic wasn't, didn't help me for cut weight, for anything. But I never used this as an excuse, it is what it is. And then I'm very, I'm very involved with a, with, a, with a project at Hybrid right now. We just opened a, like a, 
a new gym, a new facility, and we have a, literally a project to, to develop fighters here. Or I gonna focus on them, or I gonna focus on myself. When I see everything going on a good track, and then I gonna focus on my own preparation, you know. So at that time, as I just said, like if they really have the intention, to, uh, they're willing to fight me, they have to hold a little bit, you know. That's what I said. Technique. I said in Portuguese and said in English. I wrote, I wrote in English as well. A couple of days after, Valet himself, like uh, he contacted me to clarify the things. He said, oh, brother, I really like you, I really respect you. That wasn't my intention. My manager came out this and then it was a kind of a miscommunication. They said like the intention came from us, but it made no sense, you know. But I'm saying, well, Valet, if you really want to fight me, you have to wait. He said, no, no. I, we are good friends. We are Christians. Uh, I think we have uh, like a bunch of like, for, like uh, foreigners to beat before we meet each other. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm correct. So I have uh, like a like a so many guys on the on the on the on the UFC on the UFC contract right now. We can like be like a killing around. It's all right. So we might see each other one day. Yes. Why not? And finish that way. Was well, kind of a fake news repercussion in Brazil. It's that's very common happening right now. You yeah, know. it is very common. Yeah, though. and then end up like uh, for some reason, Valle always is still fighting another Brazilian. <laughs> after the day was Sergio Moraes, which is a BJ world champion, pretty good guy as well. And uh, I don't understand that. So if someone asks me what my opinion about it, I think it's like I have no reasons, no purpose on the fight. I mean, it's a, it doesn't make sense. But life continues, and then like uh, right now, I'm once the project went back going on, on their own, I started like uh, speculate and like thinking about like uh, get uh, get fight soon, you know, uh, I cannot like, uh, of, of course, if it's not official, I cannot talk anything about it yet, but I, if I'm looking for fight shortly, I might fight middleweight. Uh, I never miss a weight, I'm very professional, but uh, but I've been I've been fight getting fights and make the weight make my, my my part as a professional, but I'm not feeling that power that the way I feel in the gym. So I might test myself. Once I lost the the only thing which could like hold me was that they undefeated like uh, at the welterweight. Now I can explore. I can taste myself and then challenge myself. I mean, I cannot be like a slave of my own reputation. So oh, I'm gonna be undefeated. I'm gonna be always here was get these guys in the middle of the, the practice here, so my idea now is explore, middleweight, light heavy, I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, so, so many guys over there, light heavyweight for example, I don't see many BJJ guys over there, so for me it's a, it's a challenging, once in a welterweight right now, I, I, I know, I know Brazilian guys who did like seven wins in a row, eight wins in a row, like uh, Eliseu Capoeira, seven wins in a row he's i i think just now he's a top 15 you know i don't have this time i'm 37 you know i want to be testing myself in different divisions and then that i guess different people you see yeah if, if you're the ufc you know they're they're coming to china yeah at, at the end of august you know, they would you know you're here you're in mm -hmm. hong kong i would think they would offer you a fight you know especially mm -hmm. even if it's middleweight you know if you want to fight at middleweight that just makes sense right yeah we'll see yeah we'll see you know like we'll see. it could be possible <laughs> something could be there i don't yeah. know i don't know yeah, yeah, i don't know we don't know nothing right <laughs> they only announced two fights so far on that card. oh they haven't confirmed anymore yeah yeah which was um they announced uh scott holtzman versus ba donghyun all right and uh and a woman's flyweight fight. Uh, Yunan Wu versus uh, 
some uh, Brazilian person right. so, okay. so we got a lot of lot of people to fill in. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people fill in. You know, like some, and then if some they people need, get signed. If they need the new bridge. I have some. Yeah, have exactly. Some. <laughs> they can sign some new guys at that time. You know, they're going to Shenzhen. I don't know exactly where that is on the map. It's literally, uh, it's like Hong Kong. If you you know, Hong Kong is an island, and then we have Kowloon New Territories. That basically is land of China, and then it's about an hour away from Hong yeah, Kong. It's quite close. It's quite close, yeah. Oh, Super yeah. convenient. Yeah, just got to get through the border. I think they just explored because they already did Beijing, they reached Shanghai, Shanghai so... They and they want to, they kind of, Macau, yeah. Macau, so I think it's a big try exploring more China. Shenzhen is like supposed to be one of the biggest booming cities in the world. Um, I don't know who they paid to put him in which which uh, rankings, but now I'm starting to see Shenzhen and I've heard from people that it's, it's quite a beautiful city now, yeah. so to have a, a UFC event might be very good. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see we'll what happens. Yeah. Phone can call at any minute. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, Sexyama, you know, you fought him. The yeah. last time you were, you know, the UFC, the only time the UFC came to Korea. That was the one and only time. That was the one and only time. Aren't know? they coming back? I heard rumors. Rumors? You know, rumors is November, December. Okay. All right. It's rumors, oh. you know, rumors oh. flying around. All right. You know, that's good time from what I heard. November, December, but not in Seoul. Oh. Okay. Rumors. You know, rumors. All right. What can we do? Interesting. Yeah. So Interesting. Yeah. So Akiyama is in a one championship. One championship. Now. And he's and about he to fight in a couple next yeah. week against Tani. Yeah, yeah, Tani. Yeah. Right. I'm happy. That's I'm a happy tough fight because. Uh, after we fight, like uh, he kind of retired, right? Yeah. So and then, like, of course, for what we, we could see in that fight, he still has a lot of things on the on the tank. Yeah. Uh, with 42, I think he's more now. How old is he? He's 42. Yeah, he's like 42. 42. Yeah. Back in the day, was 40. So, so yeah. I saw excited him. for him. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't fought since. No, no, that no. Fight, he right? actually that fight yeah. was the, the last last one, and he yeah. came back now. It's guys. I don't know. I don't know if it's good or not. You know, he's a rich man. Well, he doesn't need it. He, he, he's very, in Korea, Roughly, like, yeah. he made a lot of money here being a celebrity, you know, doing yeah, reality yeah. TV and stuff. So, and he has, like, uh, one of those chair companies. Yeah, yeah the massage chair. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember, there were, yeah, yeah, that massage chair was a sponsor, sponsor for the, the main sponsor of FC of Korea. Yeah. It was a big, big thing. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, big so, thing. like, he's... I he doesn't even live in Korea. He, yeah. I don't even think, Japan, I think, he, yeah, I think he's living in Japan or yeah. even I think he might be living somewhere else too. I'm I know he did sure. his camp at Phuket. Yeah, part of it. Yeah, he okay. did it for like two weeks. But oh, yeah, okay. when I say good, I mean good in regards of like a getting like a, such an image like him, like mm -hmm. to to like yeah. a, to boost the the, 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 the martial arts in, in Asia, right? So that's good. I don't know. Maybe you see like Victor Victor Belfort is a very into like a. This like a masters division, like yeah. a, a for older guys. Legends know. League, Legends, Legends <laughs> League, yeah, yeah, Legends League. That so there might be like something like they fought before, right? Yeah. They fought in, in Brazil. Did they yeah. Oh, in Brazil. Akiyama, yeah, yeah. Akiyama versus okay. Victor Belfort, like a long time ago. Okay. So yeah, it's yeah. possible. I'm interested in which Vitor comes out. You know, mm. is Vitor just like Vitor come out, or is it Vitor TRT Vitor? Mm -hmm. Like that's what I'm. I'm assuming in. it's TRT Vitor because I've. Seen, I hope it is. I've seen I'm some jump pics. One. I want to be quiet. <laughs> I hope it is. Yeah, you know, I hope he just comes out. He's just like <laughs> just when he was at the Black Zillion, you know, like, just, like, like yeah. walked out. He looked like he was 20. You know, he again. looked like he was 20 yeah. again. So. Uh, that's an interesting uh, thing because I, I saw something on social media that he is he has a fight schedule, but they haven't announced it yet. I heard that he was trying to get the um, what's his name Roy Jones. 
in yeah, a boxing yeah. fight. Yeah, that's the one thing is you have a willing to do it. Another thing is I have the. the he's the, asking for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Didn't happen with Anderson. Cannot happen with him. Well, one championship or more flexible, I feel yeah. like. It seems like they just do whatever they... I don't know. Whatever the people yeah. kind of want, and if yeah. it makes money, they'll do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because they, uh, they haven't opened an official boxing division in one, but they've been talking about it. Because they have kickboxing, Muay Thai, even... Yeah. Is it left way, or, or, or... They're talking about... Yeah, something. they have a left way separate. They yeah. have a left way that's separate. Mm -hmm. yes. Like, WLC is somehow tied in with one, one championship. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, they're really trying to open up all avenues of uh, martial arts, and if if the boxing one is to be maybe released, that could be the way to like make big noise. Ito Roy Jones, you know. But in reality, like I don't know, it's not. I see more doable like Akiyama against Ito. I would like that. I would like that. I would like to see that. TRT Akiyama versus TRT I would rather Vito be doing MMA, honestly. Yeah. I'm still under contract with UFC. Have no, no no intention to go anywhere. Yeah. But maybe in the future, if I can keep that way, so Mina Akiyama too. You never know. <laughs> in the future, you never, you never know. know. Right? It would be a big fight right, right there, you know. Yeah. In Korea, a lot of people been a lot of people have been asking me about uh, this this trading happening between one FC and UFC, and now I'm Asia, and then I I don't really I don't really. I, I want to be very careful with my words. I'm, I'm not care about it. I mean, I, I should I should say like a, I'm okay with anything like a business-wise proposing it to me. If it's if my better, we get to the time like yeah, we, you want to reach, you want to achieve like a fight in UFC one day. You got it. From that one, you should be like focusing on what the best perspective financially to you, right? So I see a lot of people like talking about this. I have no no plans to leave UFC. If they're gonna trade, or if they don't, they're gonna make this like a, a ritual. They're gonna be doing this often. I don't know either because they did with uh, we did with uh, Ben Askren, Ben Askren, yeah. and then uh, DJ, DJ, and the poster boy. What's his name? Sage. 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 No, Sage wasn't traded. Sage wasn't traded. He was a free agent. Uh -huh. oh. He was released. US, US right, didn't so sign him. Resign him. Sorry for that. And yeah, then like they just. One champion just picked him up. I didn't know that. And I thought it was a trade. Yeah, yeah, me too. And then Dana saying like, you he should retire. Yeah, he yeah. should retire. He's like fighting. It's not for him. Yeah, it's not for him. All right. But well, I hope that gives him that added fuel then to prove yeah. him wrong. Maybe, maybe he's not even really like that. You know, maybe he's like a, he's he's like hood. You know, like behind the scenes. Because uh, I never met Sage. Sage? Oh no, no, he's definitely oh, not. He's, he's, yeah, no, no. He's How, what you see on the camera, is he's a super nice guy. He came yeah, and did a week at Black Zillions. Oh, okay. And. Uh, He's a super nice kid. Like I'm talking, like almost it's kind of like suspect on how nice he is. Too nice, but um, yeah, his dad pretty much controls everything that happens around him, and he's a, kind of a yes man and does what he's told. Uh, works hard. He's an athlete. I mean, at the end of the day, he's young, man. Like he's 23, I think. Super young. Super young. So to, for Dana White to say something like, "Oh, he should retire," man, he just fought Cosmo Alexander. He's like a seven-time Muay Thai <laughs> world champ. Like this is no joke. He would come into the UFC and do just as much damage so for, for Dana to say something like that in my opinion I think it's a, it's a little bit it's a little bit mean you know and, and why would you demoralize a young kid like that you know if he hears stuff like that come on you know he should be motivating him giving him positive vibes to work harder get better and man when he's maybe when his 30s he'll be a world champ you know that there's we just saw what Cejudo did in two years why why can't he get better 
you know. So to put someone down like that, and and to say that he really likes the kid and has respect, I don't know. You know, in my mind, it might be something that we don't know about that he wanted to say. Um, I mean, behind the scenes, but in my opinion, like especially in a, in a sport like combat sport, you should never tell somebody to retire. You should never. It should be the fighter's decision. If they, they're dealing with their own situation, they make the decision, not yours. You know, nobody should say what you should do, you know. So, yeah, I wish him all the best. I think he's a great kid. I think he has a lot of potential. He just needs to just needs to make sure he's uh, with the right right crowd, the right people pushing him in the right direction. I think Alpha Male is that is a good good environment for him, but um, I think he just needs to really work on his, uh, on his striking and, and get ready more for the MMA side of it. He's a... Fancy guy can do all the beautiful stuff, but when it comes to fighting, it you don't need to be doing flips, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you should just be getting in there, quote, getting. Quote, quote Sasha I mean, it looked beautiful. <laughs> I mean, if he was landing, spinning, flying kicks, and knocking people out, hey, like that's that would good. be. That's I couldn't say nothing. Yeah, you, you can You can't. But when you're in the press conference, you do all that. Yeah, it looks great. But then when you get put to sleep like that, you know. Yeah. So. He's like a Power Ranger. Exactly. In the cage. He would be a fantastic actor. Yeah. I know. Yeah, he would be. Exactly. He looks. He looks the part. The part he looks yeah. like an X Man. Yeah, he's ready. He's strong as heck. Like he's got all the tools. I mean, that's why the UFC signed him at what 20? 20. He was twenty, I think. Yeah, that's why they signed him. He's the poster boy. But you know, you can't take someone just based on their looks and say, look, this guy's gonna run the division. You know, it doesn't work like that. You know, so look at Danny Ruiz. No yeah. one gave him we a shot of a doubt. No one cared about him until he won. No, exactly. And now he's got everything, mm. you know? And that's usually how it is. They only love you until you do the work. So, and if they give you the work and they expect you to win and you don't, then they forget about you. So that's the, that's the, that's the break side of uh, the, the fight game, you know? It, you're easy to be forgotten and you don't, you're not remembered for too long. So you got to make sure while you're in there, you got to get in and, and do what you need to do, you know? Now with the PI, right? Have you called the UFC and talked to them about that yet? Uh, yeah, actually they... They, they contact me about it. So looks like it's gonna be like a, I think it's eight times bigger than the the, the Vegas one. And then I've been I've been in, in Vegas one. I've been it's, it's unbelievable. It's a it's a dream. It's a dream come true for the, every single fight on the planet. You know. And then and then when they told me that it's gonna be like something around eight times bigger, I'm like I was I tried to make the proportion in my head is unbelievable. You know. So I think they're gonna have like a uh, development project with uh, like a hundred plus like a uh, guys from Asia. I'm I'm very willing to to to, to like uh, make my list of people who should be there, you know. And then they look they look like a really taking really serious about Asia, you know. So I might come to to the to the grand opening. I have to see like how it's gonna be the the logistics, everything, for, to leave the, my gym and then go as well. But I'm, I'm very excited to see if they're gonna bring exactly, or even better, like a, a, a technology or a very environment as they did in, in Vegas. Because what they did, what they did in Vegas already is it's surreal. It's like unbelievable. You know? Yeah, I plan on visiting. Yeah. Once everything gets all set up and running, I, I yes. plan on taking a flight over nice. there and just to go check it out yeah. because. Why go to Vegas when there's one here True. and it's eight times bigger than the other place? What's the point? You know. That's what I heard. Yeah, I heard they're building another one too. Yeah, I, some rumors. Somebody was telling me like they're building one in uh, in the states, another one in the states. Mm -hmm. But I don't. Maybe East That doesn't make no sense. Why would you have two in the states? Why would you build one in like Europe or something? Yeah, you know? yeah. that'd probably be better. But 
It's just a rumor that I heard. Maybe in Abu Dhabi. Who knows? Mm. Abu Dhabi is a good spot. Yeah, they, can, they can build that thing in five days then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are really good on that. Yeah. I live in Dubai before, yeah. so they are they're crazy. Well, they're crazy. man, it's going to be crazy. You know, you're fighting for the title tomorrow. Yeah, you, you should know? Be relaxed here. Now, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's a good environment, man. Like, you know, you made way easy. It's not even... Yeah, it's it's the biggest test, man, for you, you know, in your career so far. Uh, the guys, legit, you get this win, it puts you on the map, man. Like yeah. you, you get a, a big win over a guy that is a champ, well, you know. We'll be the first like uh, world champion from Hong Kong. Yeah, right? and you'll be the first middleweight champion for the promotion. For the promotion, right? Which yeah. is uh, pretty good. Like you're in the like we talked about it already before. Like you're in the history books automatically with yeah. those two things. You mm -hmm. know, first world champion from Hong Kong and the first middleweight champ for here. And then you know we'll see what happens afterwards, man. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Exciting period in our lives. It's crazy to you know like I said earlier, but it's crazy like how you guys separated and you just come back to the same location, but just a different establishment. Yeah. And now you're chasing new goals. You know, like yeah. you know, which is. It's, it's a team it's good sport. To see. It's, good it's to a see, team man. sport yeah. at the end of the day. Couldn't do this on my own, you know. So, yeah, like I said, the world works in mysterious ways. I mean, we've been we've been close with each other even in our time apart. You know, he's in Cali. I'm always asking him questions. How's the training and stuff? And he's asking me the same in Florida. So, you know, we were always close, but it was never like, hey, bro, like in 2018, like let's make sure we get back in Hong Kong. It just yeah, it didn't work that way. I was in Phuket. He was uh, in Brazil, I believe. I was in Brazil at the time. And I got I got a call, and they're like, hey, we're opening a gym. You interested? And I was like, well, if it comes to be, yeah, I'm interested. And then as soon as they're asking me who I would like to see in the gym, I was like, well, you know, you guys know Alberto, right? And then they're like, yeah, we were thinking about Alberto. We'd love to bring him in. And then next thing you know, he's here. So it was amazing. You know, it's, it's an amazing thing. And I'm talking to him like, dude, is this really going to happen? And then next thing you know, he's over here. Came all the way from Brazil. And I came from Phuket. Boom. And then we're in a fight in Korea, making my debut in Korea. And you know, it's, it's funny, you know, the world, and it's what, six months ago, it felt like it was just a couple weeks ago, you know, so it, 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 it does go quickly, but, um, but yeah, it's meant to be, it's meant to be, so it's awesome, just taking in all the, uh, all, all the experience, this is, this is stuff that, when I'm old and have a family, I can share these stories, you know, so it's cool, it's super cool.